Let's talk about the mindfulness skill, wise mind. So wise mind is another one of the dialectical behavior therapy skills that you've heard me talk about before. And it is one of my favorite skills um, of all time. Um, It's one of my favorite skills to start with when I'm just um, getting to know someone in the therapy process or um, I even use it in my consulting work sometimes. Um, And I definitely use it on a personal basis a lot because I find it very helpful um, to help me um, figure out what my priorities are in a difficult situation. So wise mind, we'll talk about what that phrase means a little bit more, but we want to understand that um, what we're going to talk about within wise mind is all built on a foundation of mindfulness. So mindfulness is very much in the pop culture. I think that's fantastic. I think we could all benefit from learning how to be more mindful in our lives. You don't need a lot of experience with mindfulness to um, get some of the basic concepts of it. My favorite definition of mindfulness, and we have other episodes all about mindfulness in the Therapy for Real Life podcast that are coming, or you can look through the feed. Um, But kind of a brief summary, my favorite definition of mindfulness is paying attention on purpose to the present moment without judgment. So all of the self-care skills that we talk about in this podcast, um, we really, you know, all of them are built on a solid foundation of that present focused awareness that we hold with non-judgmental mindfulness. So what is wise mind? Wise mind is a mindfulness skill And um, according to dialectical behavior therapy, uh, which draws a lot from mindfulness and Zen principles, um, explains that we really have three states of mind, three ways of looking at things, right? So the first state of mind is called, or one of the states of mind is called reasonable mind. And... Um, It's going to make a lot of sense when you think about it. Reasonable mind is that cool, kind of logical way of thinking about things. This is the part of your brain or way of thinking about things that you might channel if you're doing your taxes or following a recipe or complicated math or evaluating benefits at a job, pros and cons, that kinds of thing. And reasonable mind is just one way of processing information. It's not better or worse than any other way of looking at things. It's just a type, it's just a kind of way. Um, And you can imagine if someone got stuck in reasonable mind, they might miss the point. They might, um, you know, win the battle, lose the war. They might, um, you know, neglect to consider other kinds of information or kinds of looking at things, um, which is why we, uh, when we look at the three states of mind, uh, something that complements reasonable mind is emotion mind. That's one of the others of the three states of mind. So emotion mind um, is just another way of processing information, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You are in an emotion. Um and you could be any emotion. You could be 
hungry, tired, happy, euphoric, nostalgic, um, melancholic, panicked, worried, distressed, miffed, uh, annoyed, uh, pleased. You know, the more specific uh, you get in describing your emotions, um, you actually learn a lot. And you should, if you haven't already, check out the episode called What Are Emotions? Uh, We talk about what emotions are and what their functions are and the fact that a lot of people dismiss emotions and they don't um, actually see them for what they are, which is um, an instinct that we have to protect us. So we already know, you know, from that episode that emotions are designed to keep you safe and they provide you information with what your needs are. They communicate your needs to those around you so they can help you and they motivate behavior. So um, emotions are very important to understand and um, instead of tuning them out, we actually do need to tune in to understand them. So mindfulness says this is that one of those kinds of awareness is um, awareness of that emotional state and what it might be trying to tell us. And just like reasonable mind, you can get stuck in emotion mind. You, the, I'm, anyone can relate to this. Road rage. Uh, someone cuts you off in uh, traffic and you could just see red or steam comes out of your um, ears. You are driving a vehicle and you need to stay safe. So um, emotion mind, if you get caught, it could impair your judgment. It could make it hard to access reasonable mind, right? So that's why, right, um, you know, in the overlap between the two, there's this concept called wise mind. And some occasions call for more emotions. Some occasions may call for a more reasonable uh, approach and really kind of the unique point of view that's yours um, is your perspective on what um, you know what a particular situation demands and this is the part that's going to feel really intuitive because you you may have heard people talk about wise mind in different ways culturally people have different ways of describing what DBT calls wise mind but you may have heard people talk about it as an aha moment or um, I just knew or I felt it in my bones or it came to me in a dream or it was a settling in the body or I felt it in my heart, mind, chest, gut um, it, or you know, it was the voice of God. Um, you know, f- For me personally, I can say when I've gone through difficult decisions or important transitions and had to really think about things, um, it, for me, it's almost like an experience of an internal voice, not one that I can hear, but more like a sense of knowing um, that can take time and practice to access. So what DBT teaches us, and, and sometimes I hear people say this to me, is it's it's not uncommon for some people to say, uh, wise mind, you know, that sounds great. I don't have it, right? I'm the only one who doesn't have it. And, you know, what the principles from mindfulness teach us and how this has played out in the research is um, actually with practice, people are able to 
um, access this feeling of um, confidence in their decisions and centeredness and clarity uh, with practice. So this is a skill like any other, right? So whether you think of it as um, intuition or a sixth sense or a knowing or a sensation in the body, it's going to be very personal to you um, and the words that come to that experience. And I find the best way to really understand what that concept is, is to think about times in your life when you did or did not act on wise mind. So for me, you know, one of the clearest examples that comes to mind that I sometimes share with people is when I, you know, graduated from grad school in New York, I took a poll among my, you know, friends and family, what should I do next? Where should I go? And there were opportunities out there and contacts that I already had and, um, and all of that. But, you know, I just had this nagging sensation that I really should move back to the West Coast. And it was a really hard decision at first. And it did take a lot of pros and cons on the reasonable mind and think of my financial risks and all of that and polling my friends and the emotions and feeling pulled on both sides. And yet, you know, having actually learned the skill in grad school when I learned DBT, one of the most practical ways of practicing this I learned was to simply breathe in a question and on the exhale, you know, you are simply gently leaving space for that answer. You're not pushing, you're not pulling, you're not writing an answer, you're not trying to guess or anticipate or uh, do pros and cons at that point. You None of that. You're really just exhaling and you're paying attention to that internal sense or that feeling of knowing. And sometimes it comes like an aha moment, you know, just right out of thin air. Oh, of course, that's what I need to do. Um, other times it might feel like a nagging sensation or I'm not even ready to hear it yet. You might have that reaction sometimes to that feeling of knowing. Um, and that's the part that feels really personal. So for me, even though that was a big kind of um, decision to move back across the country, um, at the end of the day, I felt really confident because I felt like I was able to access that feeling of, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, I've thought it through. And you know what? I could have done this. I could have done that. But yeah, I, I'm going to do this, right? And the confidence that comes with that. Right. So, um, you know, and you can compare those examples in your mind to times when you feel like, well, you kind of knew earlier than you um, than your behavior perhaps matched. Um, you know, you didn't act on wise mind. And how how does that feel? So that's actually where I'm going to leave you for now. I want you to um, just, you know, between now and the next time you come back to this podcast or, you know, integrating this into your self-care, think about times when you have acted on wise mind and uh, really personalize for yourself what you think that sensation feels like for you. And um, uh, maybe just try it out in your life. So if you're going to get lunch today and you're trying to decide between a salad and a cheeseburger, uh, just listen to that internal kind of gut sense or pulling you one way or another, whether you need protein or some greens or whatever it is. 
um, just look for those examples and make a mental note of them and see what happens when you do listen to that wise mind. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the lottery or your problems are going to be solved, but uh, what does come out of that for you? Enjoy your practice and have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.